Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yes, indeed. Good morning on this April 1st day. I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Teresa, good morning to you. Good morning, and it's not an April Fool. No, no. I. <laughs> this is You look out the window... Uh, you, you would and like to say, I think nature fooled now, us. I, I know that that other people are saying, "Hey, I've got more time from skiing and and whatever mm-hmm. uh, out there," and that's fine. But uh, some folks who say mm-hmm. enough mm-hmm. already. But you uh, better ski fast because it's going to be forty six yes. degrees. Oh, that's and melt. true. Yeah, yeah, it will do that. Fortunately, uh, I want to alert our listeners. If you have and uh, who are regular listeners to the show, know we tend to get really busy this hour. So if you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, don't wait. Please uh, give us a call. Or if you want to chat with uh, Teresa, great. If you'd rather just send uh, Teresa your text, that's fine too. One number is all you need to remember for either 651 461 9226. Now, I, I have to ask you does this snow? Now, granted, there's probably a lot of moisture content. 
uh, with with this snow certainly. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this does this hurt damage? Does it help our shrubs and, and lawns and things like that? What uh, is it confusing to to these folks uh, <laughs> down there that these green and growing things, or uh, or is this okay? This is okay. It's a short-lived event. It's a lot of water. So the only, I think the only people or the only things that will be impacted are mostly humans because we have to deal with all this water all of a sudden. So, you know, check if you have like drainage coming in and that kind of stuff. and Be careful when you're driving. But I think the plants are more resilient in this case than we are. I well, think I, our, hope. I think our spirits are just crying right now. I think a little bit, but I, I guess the good news, if any, on this is uh, uh, let's hope our drought conditions are really reduced, if not right. gone right. away with. I'm because not sure. so much of so much of the liquid we've had have already just sunk in. Yeah, and so that's nice. So hopefully, a lot of this will just sink in and revitalize those aquifers and minimize our droughts. Well, very good. If you have, uh, if you want to ask a question about indoor plants or outdoor, whatever the case may be, anything related to lawns and gardens, we welcome yours. Again, six five one four six one nine two two six. This one came in earlier uh, this morning, uh, Teresa. Uh, texter says, "I have tunnels in my sod from voles. Uh, can you recommend how to repair these areas and what I can do to prevent them next winter? Maybe we should do a little comparison of voles and moles. What do you say?" Sure. Sure. Let's start with that first. And, and the tunnels that you're seeing are probably the voles. Uh, voles are little little critters that kind of look like field mice. They look like little mice. And voles eat vegetation, V and V, if you can remember that. Then we have moles. And moles are little creatures that look really weird. And they often have funny-shaped noses. And um, you can only have like one or two moles in an area. And moles eat meat. And one or two moles can dig four or five hundred feet in the wow. soil overnight. They they dig a lot, and they're looking for all the the grubs and the earthworms and the little critters that live in the soil. So they're kind of aerating or so. But the voles are out there, and they're eating the vegetation, often the uh, the roots of our plants during the winter time. So they you do, you can have mole damage in the winter, and you'll see these little holes and these dead dead trails in your in your lawn uh, just rake them up and overseed in that area you aren't going to be able to put crabgrass preventer in that area unless those seeds are up and growing by the time you apply your crabgrass preventer but the extension website will have some really good information for you extension.umn.edu and uh, yeah that's yeah. that's the scoop you know we uh, thank you for that and and i'm thinking that uh, we when we get questions about moles and we know the the best way of course of what we've been told are the traps the uh, mm-hmm. what i call the, the kill traps yeah 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 but Little i've never heard things. and now i know you've uh, had a publication of how to kind of get rid of certain critters mm-hmm. yep. gently uh, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about voles is there you know there are there are things you can invite uh, predators in. You know the things that will eat the mo- the little voles. You know a lot of the the raptor birds, the hawks and the eagles. So you can make your system safe for that. Foxes, things like that. You can build a good habitat. That helps to kind of call those populations a little bit. And then 
if you're if you're finding that you're having these problems in the gardens, just make sure that if you're going to put down a winter mulch in your perennial beds, that you wait until the soil is more frozen so that you don't create a wonderful warm habitat of warm soil and heavy winter mulch so that the voles can live all winter long on your rose bushes and and warm habitat of warm soil and heavy winter mulch so that the voles can live all winter long on your rose bushes and and your your other plant roots. So that helps a little bit. Um, and then just being out there a lot, cutting the grass, making sure that you don't have the long grasses, uh, tall meadows. And those, those plants have deeper roots, so they'll be okay from voles. Uh, so you usually don't have that kind of issue. Uh, but yeah, okay. just, just, just making your ecosystem more more uh unfriendly more to them yeah more unfriendly to them so they can yeah. overpopulate yeah you don't want anything to have too much of anything in your in your system if you're just joining us master gardener teresa rooney is answering those lawn and garden questions today on our smart garden show 651-461-9226 uh texter says this good morning the snow has lifted our arborvita up and out of the ground can we raise and place them back in those empty holes if you can do that, that would be wonderful and get those roots tamped down. That is really strange. Um, what I would suggest, though, is if you can if you can do that and if you can get some stakes in the ground and maybe hold it there and then do whatever you can during the summer to encourage the arborvitae roots because it sounds like maybe it was top-heavy and it didn't have enough of a root system, so something damaged the root system. Or maybe it's just a real top-heavy plant planted in a windy place, and the snow just helped to take it out. It may have just been stressed. But yes, if you can get that back up into the hole and get it situated and tamp it back in and then stake it so it doesn't it doesn't fall out of, get wind blown out of the hole till it can readjust. Good luck with that. All right, very good. Uh, hang on, uh, Teresa. By the way, we're going to take a quick break, but uh, we have time for your uh, questions, either by phone or by text. Your lawn or garden type of question here in our Smart Garden Show. Here's the number, 651-461-9226. You can call and chat with Teresa if you like. We always like to hear your voice. Or, again, you can send your question via text. Either way. Take this break. Be back on the other side. We move to a new temperature reading. We've dropped a couple more in the last hour, 25 now. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, heading for 37. Stay with us. And good morning. Welcome back to the first day of April. You're looking out of your window. It is not a April fool, an April fool joke. It's for real. <laughs> I'm not sure officially what we have, but we, uh, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener, is with us this morning on a Smart Garden Show. <laughs> We're getting uh, some texts earlier this morning, Teresa, that uh, folks around the area are getting about eight and a half inches of snow on their uh, reading machines there. That's so, a lot. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and again, it's pretty heavy heavy content, mm-hmm. water content. So be careful if you're going to be removing yeah. some of that snow out there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we have uh, again been joined by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions. By the way, for you new, new listeners, thanks for joining us. We are here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour talking lawns and gardens. In fact, let's talk with Kay, who's calling in, I think, from uh, Goodhue. Uh, this morning. Thanks for waiting, Kay. What is your question? Thank you. Yes, I have two questions. Um, I like to plant my potatoes on Good Friday, but 
according to... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out my window and I have three raised gardens. Okay, so is there a place I could buy just a potato plant already? Uh, <laughs> I've never heard of that, Kay. Okay. <laughs> Next question. But, but maybe a business could be started by you on that. I don't even know. Okay. All right. Well, my second question is, um, I have, um, we have kind of a contest uh, with my daughter and granddaughter who gets the first red tomato. So what tomato plant would I get that's the earliest so I can win? Okay. Um, Okay. So make sure they're not listening. You might want to try something like early girl. Uh, what you want to do is if you buy your tomato plants, get a nice healthy tomato plant. That's the most important thing. And then the second most, or actually the first most important, well, the second, is to not plant it until the ground is warm enough. If you plant too early, it can be set back by the, by the coolness or the plant could die or it could just never do anything all summer long for you. Um, I want to give you a trick on your raised beds so you know you can get those tomato plants in there earlier and you know you can plant your potatoes next year at the right time. If you put a a low tunnel over those raised beds, if you just even just put up the the hoops, the little hoops in the fall when the soil is not frozen, then in February go out there and put the plastic row cover over it. The soil inside will melt. That bed will get nice and warm, and you can plant things very early in that bed. And if you do decide to plant your tomatoes in the bed, make sure that you monitor the uh, temperature uh, at night so that you may need to recover your tomato again. You may have warm soil, but you want the air to stay warm too for the tomato. But you could plant, then you could be planting your potatoes probably on the day you want because there wouldn't be the snow and the, the bed would be all warm now. You could have had lettuces in there already. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Thank you for that. Six five one four six one nine two two six for either a phone call or text a question for Teresa Rooney. Now, I'm getting a bunch of texts, and in fact, Teresa, a few of them, and I guess it, it stands to reason because of our this, this kind of snowfall. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, this case, birches are bent over, touching the ground. Other texters are wondering, uh, remind us again, what can we do about these? Uh, in some cases, the branches are breaking. If If you have breaking branches, then just gently brush the snow off with your gloves if you can or whatever. Otherwise, if you can just wait, we're supposed to get warm temperatures, 46 degrees in the next few days. Those branches, they're nice and flexible now. They will pop up and they will be fine. We're getting a wind out there. I saw some wind already knocking a lot of the snow off of the branches. So if you don't have to deal with any with the broken branches, you're going to have to deal with that and trim those and take them off. You, they're, they're broken. You can't do anything about that. You can't duct tape them back together again usually. Uh, but, yeah, I would just let nature take its course if at all possible, unless they're, like, in your doorway and you can't get out or something. And then that's something to consider that maybe you need to do some judicial pruning at the right time during the next year. All right. You know, I know you had mentioned it last time you were on the show. Is there not a plant sale going to be happening? There is. Hennepin County is having our annual plant sale 
on February, I'm still, no, not February. It's actually May 20th, and it's at the Hopkins Pavilion. Uh, A lot of the plants will be uh, grown from seed by master gardeners. Because of the jumping worm issue here in the Twin Cities, we're not pulling up ground plants. We're growing growing from seed and and things like that. Uh, We'll have a lot of natives, a lot of vegetables. And not only is Hennepin County doing plant sales, but a lot of your other master gardener counties will be doing plant sales. There's a lot of horticulture days out there in other counties. So look, you can look at the extension.umn website way at the bottom. It'll give you some ideas about where master gardeners are and what where you can find them and what kind of activities they may be having. You can also find a lot of these events mentioned in the Northern Gardener magazine, which is a wonderful um, a pres- uh, publication from the Minnesota State Hort Society, which a lot of us master gardeners love to get. and Or just call your extension office or check with your extension office. Do you have a hort day coming up? Do you have a plant sale coming up? Where can I find master gardeners to get some questions answered? But So there's a lot going on. Master gardeners are just, we're as anxious as you are to see the green and top growing stuff. Yeah, and again, when is that sale for, for starters here? It's a Saturday, May. February, tw- May, May 20th. I don't know why I'm in February. It's May 20th at the Hopkins Pavilion. Okay, we'll uh, we'll remind folks again, because I know you'll be visiting with us again, too. But I that, will be, and, yep. And, mm-hmm. and you brought up the university website. I was recommending this to a doctor friend of mine who was just kind of a beginning gardener. He says, you know, this is great therapy. And I said, yes, gardening is that. But I said, you got to check out the U of M website. I said, these folks put in so much love and work in this thing. There's there's great reading, uh, answering tons of questions. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, by all means do so. It's extension.umn.edu. Extension. And the nice thing about that website yeah. is it's research-based. So it's not just something that, Somebody had happened once yes. in their garden, and they think that's the way of the world. This is research-based information you're getting. So there's a lot of a lot of research and a lot of testing that's gone on beyond, beyond that. And if you look way at the bottom, you can even find a way to contact Master Gardeners and ask them questions or send them pictures to help you decipher what's going on. Because that's what you Master Gardeners like to do. You like to educate. That's your gig. That's our gig. That's our gift. We we love gardening, and we love to share research-based information with our community. And we want you to succeed. That's the thing. We're not trying to be the master gardeners and keep all the information. We're trying to share the information. Absolutely. Good point. Teresa, hang on. Uh, we're going to work okay. another half hour or so here on CCO Radio. If you have any kind of a lawn or garden question, by all means, call us or text us, 651 461 9226. We'll check out that forecast coming up in just a moment here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. And a good uh, Saturday morning. It's April 1st, a brand new month, a brand new day. We're talking lawns and gardens and welcoming your uh, phone calls or text messages for Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Uh, here's the number to get to either a phone or a text, 651-461-9226. And Teresa, as usual, we've got a bunch of text messages to uh, keep you busy here this morning. Excellent. Uh, he- here is one that says, one of my ash trees 
have several roots exposed that have gotten more exposed over the past five years. Do they need to be covered up with soil? No. Uh, I Lots of trees have roots that are really close to the surface of the soil. Sometimes the surface, the soil wears away. And sometimes the, the trees actually just, the roots get bigger, so they appear to be coming more out of the soil. Uh, that's totally normal. Uh, if you don't have to, just don't walk on them. Uh, if they're tripping you, just be careful. You may want to, in the areas between the roots, instead of growing grass, maybe just grow some some ground covers so that you don't even have to worry about trying to get the grass mowed in there. But that's totally normal. You don't have to bury your tree roots. They know what they want. They're going to go where they want to go and what they have to do. I see a text, and it's something I was going to ask you about. Uh, what can we start by, with, by seed now, as, as far as like tomatoes? What other things, if possible, can we start indoors now? Sure. Uh, tomatoes would be great now. Your peppers would be great. Uh, look to when your, your last frost date is and read the seed packet, and it will tell you to start six weeks before the last frost. Start eight weeks before the last start frost. Start two weeks before the last start. Uh, frost, or it may say direct sow. And if it says direct sow, that's for a lot of your root crops. Those are plants that you want to plant in the soil outside. You don't want to plant them in the house and then move them. Lots of times if you do that with carrots and beets and things like that, you're damaging the taproot and it's a microscopic root. So it's not like you can look for it really carefully. You're going to damage that root and it just won't root out properly. So a lot of your root crops are direct sow. But there's a lot of seeds you can be starting inside now. Lots of your flower seeds and lots of your veggie seeds. It beats shoveling. It beats shoveling. (laughs) (laughs) Teresa, here's another one for you. It says, uh, good morning, good morning. Uh, Two years ago, we bought a plum tree, and in the past few weeks, something has been eating the bark. Do you think the tree will survive? That comes from Mary in St. Paul. Oh, Mary, if you can, go out there today and put some chicken wire or something around the rest of that bark to protect the tree bark. Uh, it's probably bunnies, rabbits. Uh, and the, what happens with trees, well, with all plants, the inside of the trunk or the branches are just kind of hard. And then you have the outside where you have the the bark that you see. And then between those two layers, you have where all the the uh, the, the nutrients flow up and down. It's kind of like a super highway. So you have stuff flowing up and down. If the bunnies eat through the bark all the way through that, that super highway and they, they wreck all the bridges, nothing can get up and down from the tree. And if it goes all the way around the trunk of the tree, that's called girdling. And no information, no nutrition can get from the roots to the leaves and from the leaves to the roots. And your plant may leaf out, but it may die. So protect the bark of young trees, especially uh, from bunnies during the wintertime. And that's called girdling. You can look on the extension website. And it just depends how far gone it is. We had a question, as you know, Teresa, earlier in the show about voles in the yard, which are, like you suggested, they're kind of like small field mice. Uh, and a listener reminded us here, cats catch voles. Cats will eat the voles. Cats also are uh, really bad for our songbirds. They take a lot of our songbirds. Mm. And our songbirds are edging toward uh, a bad crash in numbers. No kidding. So there's a trade-off there. So sometimes if you have your cat on a call, on a leash and you walk them around, maybe the fragrance of the cat will keep the voles away. But 
Personally, I prefer my cats inside where they're nice and safe and I know nothing can get them, even though they can't get anything outside. It's safer for them inside, too. But if you encourage things like foxes and things like that in in the neighborhood, they'll take a lot of those little critters for you. And the raptors will, the owls and everything else. Very good. Uh, Again, here's our phone number. It also happens to be our text number, 651-461-9226. Another texture says, good morning. There was a large snowdrift on top of my hydrangeas. Enough of it has melted that I can see some of the large branches are broken off at ground level. Do you think it'll recover from this? It should recover just fine. It should send up new roots. It's going to think you just pruned it funny at a <laughs> weird time. So just cut those, anything broken, cut it off. Make a nice clean cut. Uh, and then just it should just recover nicely from, from roots. Uh, send up some new suckers from the roots. Good luck with that. All right. This uh, listener, Teresa, just bought, or rather brought, our three-year-old geranium up from the basement to a sunny window. When should it be fertilized, and does it need to be repotted? You can repot it if you want, uh, if it looks like it needs to be repotted. If you just want to give it some nice, fresh soil, that's okay, too. Give it, you know, just repot it with some nice, fresh soil. And then once you do that, wait till it's actively growing again, or if you have repotted it, give it a good month or two before you do this. But then give it, uh, keep watering it, of course. But then that's when you would fertilize. So when it's actively growing, you fertilize. Or once you repot something, give it a good month to settle in, and then you can start your fertilizing. But you want it to be actively growing and healthy. And not, not just putting out brand new roots all of a sudden. You, you just want it to be right. sort of settled in. I hope that makes but- sense. Very good. Let's uh, get back to the phones, Teresa. I think Monica is calling in from Bloomington this morning. Monica, thank you. What's your question for Teresa? Yeah, good morning. See, we've got a birch tree in the backyard. It's like a five-trunk, I think it's called a brown birch tree. And we've had it over 10 years. And I think the tallest um, branch is 20 to 30 feet tall, maybe. And, of course, last night's snow and the heavy snow this season – now and today we've got two branches leaning on our power lines and so my husband's very frustrated he wants to cut down the tree in the spring because of it and i thought well this is all the years it's only been this season that it's been doing that i'm desperate so i'm trying to think when the weather's nice is there something that you know of that we can like strap or girdle the trunks together to either train them to be more upright um or stake them. Um, I know the thinner branches or the trunks are like only three inches. You know what so you wondering. might want, right? What what you may want to consider is moving the tree. Uh, right now, if it's on the power line, don't touch it. Don't don't go anywhere near it. Wait till it's off the power line, if necessary. If you need to, you you may eventually have to have a certified arborist or someone come out and take it off of that power line for you. But if it does straighten up after that, you may want to move the tree to the right location. Um, and and I'm not I'm not um, dissing you about this at all because a lot of us forget that. But when you plant a tree, make sure you're putting it in the right place and look up. Could it touch a power line? Could it lay on your house? Could it be running into something, you know, the the eaves of your house? Think about that before you plant it. But I would think that either 
cutting it out and removing it totally because this could happen again. If it was in the middle of summer and fully leafed out, it could take out that power line uh, when it starts blowing in a storm. So if you can move the tree, that would be a good thing to do. And you might have to have a certified arborist look at it and say, can we move this tree? That That's probably what I would do because you have it is fairly tall. Uh, and, and they may suggest some pruning and then some moving and at the right time. It's it's because you've got so much invested in it, but trees and power lines are not a really good combination. Good luck with that, Monica. That's a tough one. <laughs> thank you. You mm-hmm. bet. Thank you for the call. A texter, I know we have to break here momentarily, but a texter says this, then we'll get back to the phones. Our city planted a northern red oak in our front yard last fall after a street project. We want to replace it with a maple since the oak was planted only last fall. Can we just switch them out? And if so, when's the best time to do that? Best time would be as soon as you can uh, move them in the spring. As okay. soon as you can, as soon as you can dig the soil. Yeah. All right. Another phone call before we break. Marie calling in this morning, I believe from Anoka. Marie, what is your question? Good morning. Um, my neighborhood bunny girdled my crab apple last week. And on the internet, it says I could bridge graft branches on it. Does that work? You can. You can try to do a bridge graft and you could go on the, on the, on the internet and find how to do that. Um, Understand that's always going to be a little bit of a weaker tree. So if it's supposed to be getting a very big crab apple, I probably wouldn't do that. But if it's a moderate to smaller size crab apple, or if you can keep it smaller, that would be fine. And you can go ahead and try to save the tree that way. It, it's it's a lot of work, but you can do it. And please, everybody, just protect your trees from the bunnies. <laughs> they get hungry. Yeah, for sure. Sorry about Teresa, that, Marie. That's a hard one. Yeah, indeed it is. Um, let's do this. We'll take a quick break here. We'll yep. have uh, more uh, text questions get answered when uh, we come back. Just a reminder that uh, coming up next hour, if you have any kind of a home improvement type of question, Andy Lindis will be answering those very questions in the 9 o'clock hour. So keep that in mind. In the meantime, here in the Twin Cities, uh, you might uh, even uh, be seeing some sunshine. The weather folks are calling it partly cloudy right now. CCO temperature. Here in the Twin Cities, uh, you might uh, even uh, be seeing some sunshine. The weather folks are calling it partly cloudy right now. CCO temperature reading 25 degrees. Stay with us. And welcome back to the remaining minutes of our Smart Garden Show here on CCO every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Uh, this morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those particular questions. And again, uh, you know, what we haven't mentioned this morning yet is to get to the Arboretum. We always like to uh, give them a plug because that place is so much worth it, as you know. It's absolutely gorgeous. And there's a lot of uh, orchids blooming in the conservatory out there. And I don't know if the three uh, the three mile road is open. I didn't check the road conditions, but you do have to have an easy pass, and you can check uh, your the trail conditions before you so- go out, so you can know if you can snowshoe or ski or drive on three mile drive or whatever. But there's a lot of things out there that are just absolutely beautiful. And again, you don't have to be a member. We urge you to do that. But if you uh, you have to make reservations online. But I tell you, I really like that process. And I've said it in recent weeks that it makes the parking so much easier. 
and and that's always something because because it's just harder for me to walk long distances these days. And yeah, yeah it's nice to it's nice to have the parking be a little a little easier on your on you. Absolutely. On us. So get yeah. out there. It's uh, you go west on Highway Five to Forty One, and you're just about there. You'll see it off yeah. to the left as you're heading west. It's just a, a few hundred feet, I think, probably to the left of the end. And while so you're going out there, yep, yeah. you'll see on the left-hand side, you'll see some, I think it's uh, grapevines growing or, or trees. I can't even remember now. My brain's foggy. But th- there's a lot of research that goes on out there for grapes and trees and things like that. So that's where lots of our Minnesota hardy grapes came from and apples and things like that. Yeah. Honeycrisp. Honeycrisp was born out there. So... Most yeah, definitely, give it a give it yeah. a try. You you you'll be bringing family and friends out there uh, eventually, and once you be. see it. Uh, texter wants to know: Can you grow English cucumbers in Minnesota? You should be able to, no problem. You look at the look at the dates to maturity, and they'll be fine otherwise, as long as they aren't you know two hundred days to maturity. I don't know what English cucumbers would be, but. Just, yep, as long as you can get them into our growing season with the days for maturity, you'll be fine. I've got to check that out because we love English cucumbers here. Yep. Mm-hmm. That might be uh, a good And good And may even, even, even look at some of the heirloom varieties if English cucumbers have too long of a date. There's a lot with few seeds and that grow thinner. So there's a lot of, it's just not the straight eights. There's a lot of different varieties of, of seeds out there. Uh, so go to some of those you know, territorial seeds, seed savers, places like that. You can get some some very interesting varieties of cucumbers. Okay. This listener, Teresa, says, how can I minimize the damage done to spring bulbs plant uh, plants by uh, squirrels and rabbits? Okay. So right now, uh, nothing's happening. The rabbits will eat the, if you can put fences around so the rabbits don't eat the flowers, squirrels, Pretty much there's nothing you can do. Uh, they're just crazy little creatures out there, and they just do what they do. But uh, or you can, And you can prevent the squirrels from digging them up in the fall just by laying chicken, o- chicken wire over where you've planted your bulbs. And then once the ground's frozen, you can pull that up. And in the spring, just putting uh, some kind of fencing around so that the rabbits don't get them. You can use uh, repellents that are use smell to discourage them. You can try that. You're going to have to change it up every two weeks, every two or three weeks. So good luck. Okay. Texter says, we have perennial flowers initially, he or she said, for the life of me, I can't recall the name. Well, they just did. Uh, Bleeding hearts. Okay. Uh, Along along a row, and they multiply beautifully. Once they flowered, the big green leafy soft stems are pretty, but they lack the beauty they had. Should I, Texter wants to know, mix in some other seeds of a sort? Oh, definitely. Uh, plant some seeds that will take those growing conditions. Uh, they'll they'll maybe plant them in front to uh, to give you some some beautiful color. Yes, definitely. Add some add some variety. And a uh, we, we were talking about uh, varieties of. Uh, we had a listener wonder about an early tomato. What might be an early mm-hmm. tomato to plant? Mm-hmm. Uh, this listener a suggestion said another early tomato variety, and you can help me with this. Is called Alaska Fancy oh. for soup super early tomatoes. Wow! Haven't heard of that? Wow! Yep. There's, there's. It's amazing how many hundreds of, you know, thousands of varieties of tomatoes there are. So you could even just Google earliest tomatoes on the web on on the internet and look, and then do some cross referencing 
you know, have those come up in our seed trials with the with the master gardeners? If so, how did we like them? You could look at the master gardener seed trials on tomatoes and see what tomatoes have come up and how early they were. Uh, so the master gardeners have done a lot of research for you on different kind of varieties of seeds and flowers and things like that, or tomatoes and flowers and veggies. Another listener wants to know, they want to know where they could buy soil uh, that's safe from jumping worms. Uh, tell us, what are jumping worms? Oh, jumping worms, they are a, a worm that jumps. They're actually, they kind of look like an earthworm, but they have a few differences. But when you dig them up in the soil, from the soil, they wiggle around like little crazy things, like like they're hopped up on something. They're just crazy, and they're, they literally are, they look like they can jump. Um, what the problem is is that they grow so quickly and they multiply so fast that they go through the soil and they take all the organic matter out of the soil, which means lots of times the soil disappears from around the trunks of trees and plants. Um, the soil disappears from ar- around the roots, and you're left with this thing that looks like coffee grounds out there, and it's not nutritious, and plants have a harder time. Um, they're they're that we don't want them and they can spread really easy and there's lots of information the university's done some we've done some uh, classes on jumping worms and and things like that so what was the question no, they, they just want to know oh, where to get soil where to get soil. yeah um you know get uh, try not to like get soil from your neighbor because your neighbor might have jumping worms. You don't know. They don't know. It just if they're not paying attention. But go to reputable uh, nurseries, reputable landscapers. Find out where they get the soil. Hopefully they're keeping the soil up off of the ground on on uh, pallets, not sitting on the ground, the bags of soil, because jumping worms can get in there from the surrounding soil. Uh, just talk to your local garden center and ask them and that's who I, because the more the more re- you request from your local garden center the more they will work to keep your business and to research and get the proper things for you so that you don't get jumping worms you don't have problems with bad stuff coming in you get the plants you want from them uh then they'll have your loyalty and you work as a team together so go to your local garden center and start there okay there's a comment, not a question. A texter says, I use wall of water for my tomato plants in my raised mm-hmm. garden. It gets the soil warmed up and acts like a hothouse. Tell me it about does. this wall of water. What is that? Um, think of uh, how to describe it. Think of two pieces of plastic put in a circle, like a tunnel, like a tall standing tunnel. But they're they're connected only in certain parts. So now you have like, uh, like, what's it like pockets of water? You can there's they're 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 sewn together. They're they're glued together. So now you can pour water in between the two walls, the two walls of plastic, and you have this. It's literally a wall of water, like a corrugated wall of water. I'm not sure if I'm describing it right. I can see it in my brain. But it's literally you you have plastic, like a bunch of plastic tubes together. You pour water in them. They stand around your tomato plant. The water absorbs all the heat from the sun and then at night releases a lot of that heat and it keeps it nice and warm and toasty in there and also protects it from wind. Teresa, I know we've got to run in about a minute or so. A texter says, I solve my bunny problem. I provide a good supply of Timothy hay and they leave the trees and shrubs alone. 
That's a good option. Same thing with yeah. squirrels. Same thing. Another with tomato suggestion: Fourth of July tomatoes. I have a ripe oh. one, nine out of ten years by July fourth. Cool. Mm. How about cool. them? Yeah. How about them apples? I'm almost. How about them almost apples? Said. How about them yeah. tomatoes? Yes. Uh, I tell you what, we've got to run here in a minute. But you know what? I want to back up a little bit and talk. Uh, t- tell me quickly about this uh, plant sale again. Okay, it's the Hennepin County Master Gardener Plant Sale, Saturday. May 20th at the Hopkins Pavilion, uh, seeds grown by master gardeners, and also a lot of native plants. We'll have vegetables, native plants, uh, shrub, not shrubs, uh, perennials, a lot of perennials. And we'll have like a whole bunch of master gardeners you can talk to, just waiting to talk gardens and answer your questions. Sounds like a great event. And of course, yeah. we'll mention that uh, prior to the actual event. Too. Teresa, always a pleasure. Thank it's you so pleasure. much for uh, helping us out today. Enjoy the day, everybody. Stay safe. Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener here on CCO. Now, next, coming up next hour, Andy Lindis will be helping you out answering any kind of a home improvement question you may have. And again, you know how to get it in here. 651-461-9226. Weather-wise, uh, could be a little windy day today and tomorrow, for that matter, gusting as high as 30 miles an hour. What's the high today going to be? A little melting? Yes. 37 or so will be the high today. 46 tomorrow. And maybe 44 on Monday with partly sunny skies. In the meantime, as we head to this break, partly cloudy skies, CCO Temp 25. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 